Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. the podcast to be named later. I'm Chris Willis, and I'm joined again tonight by my good friend, Stephen Talbert. Stephen, how are you doing this week? What's up, Chris? It's good to be on with you, buddy. It's, uh, it's been a, you know, it's been a slow week. Obviously, the, you know, the off season is just now getting underway with, with free agency officially starting, and um, there just hasn't been anything really done. The Braves have, are really the only team that have done anything with the Jimenez signing and the uh, Johnson signing, so... And technically, those have might have been extensions because I think those became came before free agents anyway. Free agency anyway. So yeah, it's been slow. College basketball starting back up, so that'll help. But yeah, I'm just hoping we get to some some action here pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. You know, the Braves are 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 pretty famous for getting stuff done early. So I um, mean, obviously Alex already did with signing two relievers, but I think he's got quite a bit more on his sheet. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's good to be on with you, and obviously, it's always fun to do these. Yeah, I think things are going to pick up real, um, uh, real soon. But I mean, at the same time, we did have a good bit of news this week, and uh, not not the great. Well, it depends on how you look at it. On one hand, it's it's great news. The other hand, it's 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 a little sad news for Braves fans. But uh, Ron Washington is the new uh, manager for, of the Los Angeles Angels. You know, I mean, this was it, it seemed like it came about pretty quickly. Um, I didn't realize it until I was researching this a little bit, but he and Perry Manazian went way back to even uh, Wash's Texas days, and that was something I wasn't really aware of. Um, you know, they obviously had some time in the Braves organization for Manazian left to uh, be the GM of the Angels. So, you know, that's a good – I think that's a good hiring from them. You know, I think he's he's deserved another opportunity for a while. Uh, and it's it's been kind of weird over the last few years. We'd get, you know, you'd get a couple of um, rumors, you know, that he was he was in in the running or was going to interview, but you know, didn't ever really seem to get a whole lot of steam. But you know, according to the reports, he beat out Buck Showalter for this uh, for this opportunity. And um, you know, I, I think I think you can be happy for Wash and sad for the Braves, but uh, you know, the, the this coaching staff's going to have a little bit of a different look next year. Yeah, every every time we get through an off season and Wash doesn't get a a managerial job, it's it's kind of surprising, right? Like the fact that the Braves have been able to hold together this coaching staff for I don't know three or four years now with Weiss and and uh, and Ron Washington, both uh, pretty clear managerial candidates. But yeah, it finally you know it finally came to an end. Obviously, the um, the Angels made sure to to get him this time. I mean, I think it's a great hire. The the Angels don't do a lot of smart stuff and. They've had a rough go of it for a while now, but I think this is a good hire. You know, Ron is, I mean, you can just listen to the way Alex talked about him um, today and yesterday with the news coming out. I mean, he, one of the most respected coaches in all of baseball and the Braves love him and the Braves players love him, the front office, the other coaches, the fans, you know, I mean, how often do you, 
how often is the third base coach loved as much as the Braves love Ron Washington? You know, it, it just doesn't happen that much, but he's a great coach. He's great. You know, he obviously had a, he's got managerial experience with Texas. You know, I've been waiting for him to get his another shot at, I was kind of getting to the point where I was thinking, well, if it doesn't happen this year, then I don't know. I mean, you know, 2010, 2011, when he was with Texas was a long time ago. And if if he can't get another one this year, then, you know, I don't know how many more chances he would have had. So it's good to see him get it. And I'm happy for him. You know, it's a, it's a huge bummer for the Braves. They'll have to fill the void. But, you know, just for Ron, you know, he deserves another shot at it. He had a really couple of really good teams with Texas. And yeah, it's a good hire for, for LA and, and hope, Obviously, just hope for all the best for Ron Washington. He was he will always be beloved here. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you was talking about Alex. Um, you know, he, he was at the GM meetings obviously this week and uh, told just uh, AJC's Justin Toscano. You know, is it's a huge loss for us. I emphasize that in caps, bold, italicized. I love it. Huge, huge void. I had six years with him, and I can't imagine I'll be around another guy like that in my entire career. I mean, that's pretty, pretty high praise. You know, I thought it's. It's something I've written about a couple of times. I know over the six uh, division title runs, but the Braves have been very fortunate to not lose. You know, very uh, no key people off this uh, off their coaching staff before this year. You know, so that doesn't typically happen. Usually, when as success happens, you know, guys get hired away, people get opportunities. So. You know, it was a. Uh, it's a little disappointing for the Braves, but again, you know, at at same time, I felt like it was something that was probably going to happen. There was initially a report that Eric Young Senior is uh, leaving as well to join uh, Ron Washington. Yeah, Eric Young, of, of course, is their Braves first base coach and outfield coach. Bob Nightingale of the USA Today backed up on that just a little bit afterwards, but I know Mark Bowman said today, you know, it was heavily rumored that Eric Young's going with Wash, so the Braves could actually have two replacements, you know, coming. And and then and also, you know, I mean, I think there's still three teams out there that haven't filled their manager spot. Walt Weiss was uh, mentioned as a possible candidate in Houston. Haven't heard a whole lot about that. It, Houston's keeping things really close to the vest and it kind of looks like that uh you know they may go internal but you know i mean there's an opportunity there's a chance here where this this coaching staff could look you know significantly different you know especially if young leaves so uh you know i mean i think it's it goes you know it goes with the territory as i said and the braves have been fortunate not to have to deal with this before this off season but you know i think at the same time you know maybe uh maybe this will be a good thing in the long run i don't know you know, replacing guys like that are hard, but you know, it, it's something that happens. It happens a lot. I was thinking back, uh, you know, during the run through the nineties at how many different, you know, it, it didn't happen every single year, but you know, they were, you know, they were, uh, I think Leo Mazzoni got replaced by Roger McDowell at, at some point. And then, you know, there were several hitting coaches in that, in that, during that run. So, you know, it, it's something that happens. It's something we've seen before. We just haven't seen it lately. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, you know, officially Ron Washington was the third base coach and, and Eric Young was the first base coach. But, you know, those guys played a massive role. You know, Ron obviously worked with the infielders uh, to a level that most people have never seen before. I mean, he just worked tirelessly with with all the infielders to try to get them better. And then, you know, maybe not as well known, but, you know, Eric. Uh, Eric Young Sr. worked a lot with the outfielders and he was big in, you know, the the World Series run. I remember, you know, articles coming out about him helping the guys figure out the walls in Houston and 
you know, he was also big on the, the stolen base front. Um, you know, these guys weren't just first and third base coaches. Their their impact went much deeper than that. So it is a big loss. I mean, don't, you know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of other capable guys out there to, to fill those roles. It's not like the Braves are just going to not have those, you know, same coaches or at least, you know, positional coaches um, for next year's team. It's just going to be different people. And, you know, obviously these coaches build relationships with players. So, yeah, it's a big loss. I mean, these guys were, were critical parts of the team, and um, but that's part of baseball. And like you said, you win, other team, other teams want your guys, and, and then you got to replace them. So um, that's going to be next is, is who they get. Yeah, and I know there was a ton of stories today, uh, guys Guys on the beat, you know, sharing their favorite wash stories. And I don't I, – obviously, I haven't been there as long as, as they have, but I know something that stuck, struck me. Ryan Goins, you'll remember, was at Gwinnett a couple of years ago, I think, and uh, got a, got called up to the Braves. and Or it was last year, I think. And, uh, you know, he's rumored to be going – to angels and be part of Wash's staff too but i can remember you know he was that he was that extra bench guy didn't i don't think he ever if he got in a game he didn't get in much and it was a weekend series it was hot i mean it was you know i think there was uh they were all night games but i can remember getting there to the stadium and looking out at second base and here is ryan goins and ron washington just going through you know, just making the turns, doing, you know, grounding backhands, charging ball. I mean, he was going through a full workout, and this is a guy that's not going to play. I mean, un- unless, you know, it's just an emergency situation. And I know I've read some of that today. You know, it didn't matter if you were a Hall of Famer. didn't matter if you're an all-star. didn't matter if you were the 26th guy on the team. If you wanted to work, you were willing to work, Wash was going to work with you. So, you know, he's going to be missed. Uh, you can't replace a guy like that. You know, you just try to fill – you try to put the best person you can – put in that spot again and and go forward but you know I think he's got a tall task in front of him in Los Angeles but hopefully they'll give him the resources he needs and I think he'll show some progress I really do so uh but you know if we've got one we know we've got one uh, opening on the on the bench and obviously I'm possibly two you know that's kind of uh opens it up to you know well who do you think is going to you know, replace them. Obviously we are just spitballing at this moment. I don't think anybody really knows. I don't know if the Braves even know yet as far as that goes. You know, I've seen some candidates today that I thought were interesting. Uh, Obviously I think the first name that popped in my head was Matt Tuiasasopo, uh, Gwinnett's manager. It seems like the Braves have been grooming him for a while. When Wash left the team to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, I think in Louisiana uh, this season, Tuya Sosopo came up and, and coached third. If there's two openings, I really do feel like he's probably going to get one of them. Uh, but obviously we'll have to wait and see. You know, I've seen uh, uh, Mark Bowman mentioned Willie Harris today. Tom Goodwin's a roving instructor already in the organization. David Ross obviously has some ties to the Braves if uh, – you know, if he doesn't land another manager's job and wants a, you know, wants a, a, a spot on a bench, you know, so I mean, there's, there, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people interested in it. You know, the Braves got a good team, good coaching staff, good, uh, you know, franchises on the upward twin, uh, trend, a uh, chance to win a World Series. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want that job. But, uh, you know, does anybody jump out at you? No, to be honest with you, I don't, I'm, I, I, I don't really know what constitutes being a like a good third base coach candidate. Like, I, you know, uh, I saw Martin Prado was on the list at some point. Somebody mentioned him. 
Um, I love guys who can speak Spanish and English, guys who can kind of connect the whole clubhouse like that. You know, again, like I said earlier, Wash was not just the third base coach, but he was also the infield coach. So, you know, somebody that can fill that role is important. Um, so Prado would make some sense there. But, yeah, I mean, I, it's tough to know who's going to be a good coach until you just see him, you know. Um, you know, Wash was famous for never having a stop sign. And, you know, I don't know if that's a, a trait, you know, that the team is interested in. You know, it's tough to tell, honestly, what the team values and, and who they're going to go after based on that. The names you listed make sense. I think Tui Yasusopo is probably a very good guess because it does seem like they're trying to get him, you know, more and more experience. And, and obviously being at the major league level is a whole different thing. So that's probably a good guess. You know, I, yeah, I have no idea what the, which direction, direction they're going to go or how big of a, an impact it's going to make either way. But, um, yeah, always some fun names on the list. It would be, it'd be great to have Prado back around the team. I, I think he still does some work with the team, but to have him there every day, he was one of the most beloved guys uh, by the fans and the players. So that would be cool. But, you know, I I, I don't know enough about, you know, the qualifications of being a, a bench coach to to have much of an opinion. I'll, I'll, I'll probably just trust Alex with this one and whichever way they go, I'll, I'll say good hire. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And I, I think, as you mentioned earlier, it's probably – infield instructor outfield you know outfield coach that's probably more important than third base coach first base coach as yeah. far as this team goes you know i mean they can you know they can they can put a lot of guys to coach the bases you know but i think the it's the other stuff that goes along with it that's probably the uh the uh, most important so uh it's going to be interesting to watch like i said good luck to ron washington if uh, if eric young senior ends up going with him before we have another podcast uh you know good luck to him as well uh those guys certainly made their mark here in atlanta and uh you know we we wish them best of luck in the future and uh you know i'm kind of excited to see what duration the braves go from here you know with the new with the coaching staff it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The GM meetings were in Arizona this week. Um, I think they actually got shortened. Apparently, uh, a lot of them got sick. There was a, a virus or something going around. But there was a little bit of news, and I think the biggest, um, you know, this, this kind of ties into a lot of things. Uh, the Twins, I think the Astros, uh, there may have been somebody else that all said, you know, their payroll was probably going to go down. I think a lot of people pointing to the uncertainty around the uh, TV situation uh, and the regional sports networks with uh, Bally Sports. You know, there are a lot of people are pointing at that as a reason. Uh, but the Braves were the exception because Terry McCurk, uh, I know, told Justin Toscano that he anticipated the um, payroll to continue to go up. And then Alex Anthopoulos came back later and said the same thing that he anticipated payroll going up. I mean, that's a great thing. The Braves were in a luxury tax for the first time last season. I saw somewhere on Twitter this week, somebody talking about them being cheap and not spending, you know, that's, that can't be more false. I mean, there was a time in, uh, in the past, recent past where you could get away with saying that, but you can't say that anymore. I mean, they're, they're, they, we questioned the, 
most of the off season last year if they would actually go into the luxury tax and they did and it really wasn't a story because once they were in it you know they just they kept adding they went at the deadline and went and got guys that they needed thought they needed uh payroll really wasn't you know it really wasn't part of the story uh, after that so you know it's going to be interesting to see how far they go uh, obviously they're not going to tell us we do know that they Alex likes to leave a little leeway for in the season uh, at the trade deadline if he needs to add, so he won't spend it all this off season. But you know, what do you think about uh, hearing hearing that payroll is still going to be going up, where a lot of other teams are are hedging? You know, as far as that goes. Yeah, McGuirk said that you know if they stay on the same glide scope, that the payroll would go up kind of relative to how it is the last couple of years. Now, I don't know what the hell a glide scope is, if I'm being honest, but I do know that payroll has gone up the last three years. And so, you know, like you said, it's there's no reason not to trust them. I mean, this is not the same team that was running a $120 million payroll year after year, you know, five, six, seven years ago. This team, I mean, payroll has gone up and up and up and up. And and like you said, this year they actually went into the luxury tax, which I, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever see. Um, and this team was at a top five, top six, top seven payroll team, depending on exactly the number they ended on. But yeah, I, I, I have no reason to doubt them. I mean, I, you know, Brad talks about this a lot, but they are printing money, absolutely printing money over there in, in, in the battery. They sell out damn near every home game. They've got merchandise. They've got, I mean, they, they, they are making money hand over fist. And so, you know, payroll should go up and, you know, in terms of the TV money, I think that does matter for a lot of teams. I think it probably matters a little less for the Braves because whoever Bally is going to pay, the Braves are going to be one of the first because they have the largest fan base, the largest TV audience. You know, the Braves are not going to be affected the same way that maybe the Twins or the Diamondbacks or the Padres. Like the Braves TV audience is so vast that, you know, even if Bally has, you know, comes down hard and collab the Braves are always going to get their money and they have ways to you know uh, distribute the the product to, to fans to still get paid so I don't think it's going to affect the Braves as much but it is going to affect some teams around the league and so it was good to hear that payroll was going to go up I, I expected that but you know obviously the the question is how much and what that ends up meaning for who they can go after and obviously we'll learn that as the the winter goes yeah, and I mean it's it's going to be something to watch. You know, obviously, the more you're in the tax, the more the um, the penalties pile up. You know, at some point they might have to try to drop. We see teams drop out of the tax to try to reset the penalties. You know, before uh, going back up. You know, I don't. You don't have the indication that the Braves are that way, but they're largely in the tax now because of all the extensions that they have given players. You know, some of the big money in in those extensions is starting to kick in. You know, I think they know. They're going to have to spend on the rotation, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's trading for a guy and then trying to lock him up long term, whether it's trying to lock up Max Freed long term, you know, whether it's signing a free agent. I mean, they're going to have to address the rotation at some, you know, I think this offseason, honestly. And, uh, you know, if this was a situation where the payroll wasn't going to go up, then, you know, maybe Charlie Morton doesn't get picked up. You know, maybe maybe you're going into next season with, uh, you know, a lot of Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd, A.J. Smith-Shaver, 
And, you know, that's that's a tough situation to be in when your state goes World Series. So, you know, I think it's good to hear that. I thought it was strange, um, honestly, as somebody that started covering the team during the rebuild, basically to to hear the Braves be the team that said, hey, Perry World's going up uh, when so many other teams were say, talking about cutting cutting spending so you know that'll be interesting i'm sure there'll be other teams that payrolls go up to i mean there always are there's always a bunch of free spenders you know in the off season but you know to hear the braves be in that situation as well is really good another note from the winter meetings uh, aa mentioned the possibility of von grissom playing left field which he also did this in his end of season address it was the first time that I had heard anybody with the Braves suggest uh, a position change for Grissom. You know, it had been mentioned online for many, you know, uh, all season basically. But, you know, they, they've really talked him up, the possibility of him playing left field as, an, as a candidate. I'm still not totally buying it just because I feel like if they're going to have to trade for a pitcher that Vaughn Grissom may may headline that package – but apparently uh, it was also reported Grissom and Acuna are going to play winter ball. I'll be interested to see what position Grissom's playing in winter ball, you know, if he goes to the outfield or if he's still seeing some infield time as well. So that'll be interesting to see. But, you know, you and I have talked about the left field situation. Uh, I think, you know, they didn't pick up Eddie Rosario's uh, option. Kevin Pillar was a free agent. So you're going to have to uh, – they're going to have to do something in left field, um, you know, but how much of a candidate do you think Grissom is? I don't think he's a candidate, personally. I think this is, I think this is mostly just talking a player up, trying to create as much value for him as possible to eventually trade him. You know, I could be dead wrong on that. That could be exactly what they do. They could, they could spend all their money on pitching and, and put Vaughn in left, but they've just shown zero interest in ever, ever doing that, and they've had plenty of chances to do it. I mean, not even in spring training have they put him in left field and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if that was something they were interested in doing, they've had plenty of chances to do it and they still haven't done it. And everybody was talking about it last year. You know, uh, Vaughn was playing for Ozzy. Um, Ozzy got hurt. Vaughn came up and played second. Ozzy came back and like, well, let's put Vaughn in left. And even then they didn't do it. So like, Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. I, I think this is mostly just trying to build as much trade value for a guy as possible by talking him up as a, a player that can play all over the field. And then I think they're going to move him. But, you know, we'll see. They have to do something in left, like you said. I mean, it's got to be either Vaughn or it's got to be an, an, an addition from somewhere because they don't have currently a left fielder on the roster. So, but, I, you know, I think Vaughn could do it. I don't know how well he could do it. I, I really don't know. I think there's better options, quite frankly. And even even if Vaughn doesn't cost barely any money, which he doesn't, I think you could go find guys who, who cost a similar level of, of very little and, and get better production in left. So, But we'll see. I could be wrong. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I mean, I yes, if you're approaching trade negotiations, if a team wants Vaughn Grissom and they feel like you have no place to play him, then you're probably not going to get their best offer because the the perception is that you need to move him because he really doesn't need to be back in AAA. I mean, I think I think we all can agree on that. Even if we're even if we question his defensive ability at this point, I don't think he's got anything left to prove at the AAA level. So um, unless you know it is a crash course playing the outfield or something, you know, I could see it in that situation. But I mean, if he's an infielder, I think you pretty much know what you're going to get out of him. 
at this point. And the bat, you know, he, he answered a lot of the questions with the bat. I mean, he put together a, a really good season with Gwinnett last year. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I've kind of looked at him like as a, a trade piece probably going forward. And I think once the Braves got Nicky Lopez, and obviously Nicky Lopez is arbitration eligible, non-tender deadlines next week. I'm not anticipating him being non-tendered, but he does have a high arbitration number. But once once they acquired Lopez, you know, it, it kind of – it, to me, it, it kind of – I think Von Grissom's biggest – best value is probably in a trade, you know, with another team. Those are always hard to speculate about. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that works out. And, I mean, the last thing, you know, I mean, Alex mentioned it at the deadline – after the deadline, he mentioned it after the season was over, you know, that they, they had a uh, – they tried to trade for a right-handed power bat. Now, he didn't say that guy was a left fielder. But if you just look up and down this lineup, you know, that was probably – that's about the only place that I would say a right-handed power bat would have fit. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him. We don't know who that is. We, You know, I can't even speculate on who that was. He did say he didn't get moved at the trade deadline. So, you know, maybe they revisit that uh, at some point this offseason. But it's going to be fascinating. The left field spot is a little bit of a – I'd say a second story because the rotation's got so much uh, talk about it so far. Uh, but, you know, it is still kind of a an important spot that will have to be filled. Yeah, it's the two big – I mean, that's the two big questions. This off, There's really not a lot. I tweeted this the other day, but, like, the fact that they've already added two relievers and they brought back Charlie Morton really cut a lot out of the, the off-season to-do list. Like, it's the rotation and left field, and that's – Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they can grab a couple more depth pieces in the bullpen, a, a couple more depth pieces for the bench. But like in terms of major acquisition, they need a starter and they need a left fielder. And so that's you know, it's it's a pretty short shopping list for Alex at this point. So and you know, one will tell us a, probably a little bit about the other, right? How much money they spend on left or don't spend on left. You know, you can probably guess, and that money would be allocated to the rotation. So and if obviously if they use Grissom in a trade. That probably means you're getting a cheaper option, and then you have more money to spend on the other one. So they they are connected in some ways, but yeah, like I mean, like you said, it's those are the two things. And left field's probably been left out a little bit just because there's been so much focus on the rotation. But they need a left fielder. There's no doubt. Just to wrap it up, I mean, you know, if they decide to go left field route with Grissom, you know, I'll I'll be fine with it. You know, I'll I'll be really interested to see how it happens. You know, I just I don't know. I th- I guess it's hard to speculate on trades. But, you know, they're going to have to give up something to get somebody. And we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about that in a minute. But, you know, I look when you look at that top prospect list and Baseball America released their, you know, their top 10 uh, prospects earlier this week. You know, and you see A.J. Smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop. You know, I kind of feel like they probably don't want to trade those two guys. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, if it's not Grissom and, you know, Maybe you have to deal one of those young arms. You know, you've got Owen Murphy there, Spencer Schwellenbach. You know, they were, I think it was seven pitchers in the top 10 list by Baseball America. So, you know, it's something we're going to be talking about, you know, pretty much the whole off season. The winter meetings are going to be right around the corner, you know, right after Thanksgiving uh, coming up early in December. So, you know, it's going to be something to watch and, uh, you know, keep an eye on. But, you know, I mean, the same, I agree with you. They don't have a whole lot of questions to answer. But, you know, the deal with the rotation, that's a 
pretty big question mark. Uh, and, you know, I just kind of – I've kind of resigned myself that I think Grissom's going to help him solve that question. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Shifting gears here, I noticed MLB.com put out a list, a ranking, actually. Mike Petriello, uh, love his work anyway, but it ranked each team's offseason roster. And obviously the Braves came in number one. Uh, and I thought this was interesting because if you read the narrative, the narrative uh, around the team right now, it's it's not great. I mean, honestly, you and I were talking about before we came on here. Uh, but the Braves had uh, number one, 51.4 war returning. The Astros were second at 46.6. The closest NL team is the Dodgers at 41 and a half. Now, I know somebody listening to this is going to gonna reply to me and say, yeah, but that doesn't matter in the postseason, you know, and they can point to the last two postseasons. But you and I have talked about this a lot. And, you know, I even saw a quote from Alex today from the GM meetings that he said, you know, I don't like to point to randomness because this has happened two years in a row. But it is exactly that. It's randomness. And I can't, you know, I can't uh, – can't really express it any other way uh they've had some unfortunate pitching injuries at the end of the end of the season but as you and I talked about this division series it was not the pitching that uh that happened and this team had arguably one of the greatest offensive seasons of all time so you know I, I don't know if you saw this article or not but does it surprise you if I tell you that the Braves have the best uh offseason roster uh going into the offseason uh does that surprise you at all no, it shouldn't surprise anyone. I mean, the Braves had the best team in baseball last year. They have the most guys locked up. Like, they have the most certainty in terms of their roster. You know, I would be stunned if it was anybody but the Braves. I, you know, the Braves are the, the World Series favorites as we sit here today. Now, that doesn't mean anything, of course. That's, that's a, you know, a technical distinction, if anything else. But, you know, in terms of just pure talent, there's nobody in baseball right now that has more talent than the Braves. Now, obviously, when we get to the end of the offseason, that could change. Like, you know, if the Rangers go out and add even more, if, you know, if the, if the Dodgers add a bunch, like that's not a guarantee. And even if you get to the end of the off season and you're still the best team, that doesn't guarantee you anything either. Of course, you've got to go win it. You know, the Mets have been the, the, the March uh, champions for like five years running now and they haven't won anything. So yeah, it, it doesn't surprise. It would surprise me if it was anybody, but the Braves, it's gotta be the Braves. I mean, they've got the most roster certainty of any team, any of the best teams in baseball. And that's really what that list is about. It's about who's got the most roster certainty right now. And no one has more than the Braves. So no, it doesn't, it would surprise me if it was anybody but the Braves, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, even in that article too, now it mentions the, the big question marks they have with the, with the pitching, you know, and the pitching rotation. And I mean, I saw some stats today that was uh, tweeted out that, you know, showed, I mean, while this offense was, you know, record breaking, the the pitching staff was kind of you know not as not as solid as what we've seen the last few seasons you know overall from top to bottom now a big reason for that you know Max Fried I think made 14 starts Kyle Wright made six or seven you know I mean you know you can't plan for that that's hard to plan that was two two of your best uh you know two of your top five guys but you know that's just part of the game that's part of today's game you know I understand that uh Losing to the Phillies again, uh, second straight year, first round after a 100-win season, that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. But frankly, I mean, I've seen some wild, wild takes. There was an article came out yesterday, I believe, that suggested breaking up the core, uh, trading, uh, trading 
you know, an Ozzy Albies or a Michael Harris for a starting pitcher, which is fine. They you know it's an unnamed starting pitcher. You know, I mean, if you, you attach a name to that, then, you know, maybe we can actually have a discussion, even though I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. But, you know, I mean, I think that's an overreaction. Even, you know, people can come to me and, and I, they have. They've said, you know, this team ain't built for the postseason. I said, well, you know, what does that even mean? You know, they haven't played in well in two straight postseasons. That doesn't mean it won't happen this time. That doesn't mean you have to change your process, you know, with the way you add people and, and stuff. You know, uh, I would have loved to have seen this team roll into the postseason healthy. But, you know, that's again, I think they did everything they could to protect those guys down the stretch. And, you know, it just didn't work out. And, I mean, that's just that's just kind of the way it is. I mean, you know, I mean, if you anybody picked Arizona to be in the World Series, you know, I'd say you were crazy, uh, you know, it's, especially if you saw how this season played out. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's all all it is is an, is an overreaction to the post. I mean, that's there's no other reason you would ever think to break this team up other than if they had a bad four games in October and. Listen, I get those four games in October mean more than all the other games. I perf- I get that. But in, in terms of analysis, in terms of breaking the team down analytically, there's absolutely no reason to measure those four games, you know, weigh them more than the 162 games that came before them. And over 162 games, the Braves were the best team in baseball. Now, they had a bad four games in October for two for the second year in a row. And that, that matters. And Alex is probably going to make some changes based on that. But you're not going to make wholesale changes. You're not going to start breaking up the core. I mean, and like you said, you know, telling people that Michael Harris needs to be traded for for pitching, like, first of all, the reason he didn't name a pitcher is because there's not a single pitcher in baseball that would be worth Michael Harris right now. I mean, the only one you could probably make an argument for in terms of talent and contract is Spencer Strider, who's on the team. So, like, you know, trading Michael Harris for pitch, that that is that's nonsense. That 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 does that's that's so far beyond what actually needs to happen. And it's, it's the reason why guys who write columns don't run baseball teams because, you know, baseball guys who run baseball teams have to be way more measured than that. And they have to, you know, they can't just be a prisoner of the moment. What happened in October is all that matters. And the only thing we should look at, you know, that, that's not how it works. You got to look at the whole season. I get Braves fans are frustrated because of what happened in October, but do you really want the team to be, you know, if if you want the Braves to be like the Diamondbacks who made the World Series, then they need to subtract about 20 wins from their roster right now. That's what they need to do. And if that's what you want, if that's what you want the Braves to do, then just come out and say that. Because otherwise what you're saying doesn't make any sense. The Braves are one of the best teams in baseball. They were last year. They will be next year. And, you know, the the overreaction stuff to what happened in October is always going to happen. The, 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 the takes this time of year are always awful. And that's all this is. It's just overreactionary, you know, prisoner prisoner of the moment stuff. And I would just tell people don't don't indulge in it. Quite honestly, it's it's just it's stuff for clicks. It's stuff for you know engagements, and and it's not actually real. And it's not something the team is even. Cons- I can promise you, the, the Braves are not going to trade Michael Harris for pitching. I, I will tell you that I I will bet my house the Braves are not going to trade Michael Harris for pitching this offseason. Yeah, and I mean. It doesn't. I mean, what really struck me about it was that's the type of move that happens when you need to f- add a pitcher and you're having to cut salary, you know. And, and that's uh, they've come out already came out and got ahead of that, you know. Hey, payroll's going up uh, again, you know. I mean, you know, you and I could talk about we're going to talk about Max Fried in a moment, but 
you know, we we I meant to mention this earlier, you know, talking about adding a starting pitcher. I'm kind of the opinion that before they spend a bunch of free agent dollars to bring somebody in, I'd almost be rather rather them invest in keeping Max Freed beyond 2024. Hopefully you can do both. Uh, but I don't think you're going to go out and get a pitcher as good as Max Freed, you know, and, and uh, on the open market, even even through trade. I don't think you're going to get a guy uh, as good as Max Freed. So, you know, it's an either – I don't know if it's an either-or situation. Hopefully it's not. You know, hopefully that's something we're going to get. But, you know, it just doesn't make any sense when you're not cash-strapped, you know, to have to – trades one of these cores and I remember this and I can't remember exactly when um, Alex said it I think it was right after the Sean Murphy deal and everybody was it just uh, everybody was convinced that they were going to trade Travis Darno. and I think he you know he said something to the effect that you know he thought it would be disingenuous to sign guys to those extensions and then turn around and trade them quickly after signing them so I don't even think it's something that they would even entertain. I'm sure a lot of teams ask and, uh, you know, and want to gauge. Uh, but I just really don't think – I mean, you never say never. You know, obviously, you know, things happen. And, and um, you know, we didn't think going into the offseason last year, you didn't think, uh, you know, you were going to get Sean Murphy. It didn't make, it didn't make sense. They had three three catchers at that point, you know, and they, they found a way to make that deal. So you never say never. But just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And – um you know, I've seen way too much of that as far as this goes. Uh, I saw, I've seen the, the, what's become the annual, should the Braves trade Max Freed if they can't, uh, sign him, you know, they need pitchers. They can't, they can't, uh, they don't need to subtract any, they need to add them. And I just feel like, you know, if you're trying to win a world series, I mean, you and I said this last off season, if you're trying to win a world series, you're not going to trade your top of the rotation arm. You know, if he goes to free agency and all you get out of it's a draft pick, then that's all you get. You all you get's a draft pick. But you're not going to get better by trading a guy like Max Freed. Now, if you were rebuilding, sure, I'd be saying, hey, you got to move him. You know, if you can't sign him. Uh, but they're, you know, this team's not rebuilding, and I think there's still just way too many people that's got that mindset. Well, yeah, and we saw it with Freeman and Swanson, right? Like, if that was a move that the Braves were interested in making, then you know, they could have done it with Freeman when they knew they weren't going to sign him or they could have done it with Swanson when they, you know, they kept them because they're trying to win a world series and, you know, Freeman and Swanson helped them win a world series. Like if they had traded those guys, then who knows, right? I mean, you, when you're in the middle of your world series contention window, you don't trade away Max Freed's. Like you just don't do it. You don't trade away Freddie Freeman's. You try to best to lock them up. If you can't lock them up, then you try to sign them in free agency. If you can't sign them in free agency, then you say, you know, thanks for everything, and we'll take the draft pick. But like, yeah, you don't. The Braves are not going to trade Max Reed. I, I, I can't. I mean, maybe there's like a one percent, but even that is like, I just cannot. There, there is a zero percent chance they trade Michael Harris. They're not. I can promise you, they're not trading Michael Harris. The, the guy's twenty-two years old. He's an elite defensive center fielder, and he's got a one twenty-five career WRC plus. Like. He's one of the most valuable players in baseball under his contract. The Braves are not trading him. I'm not going to say the Braves, I'm not going to say it with the same level of certainty that the Braves wouldn't trade Max Freed, but it's almost the same level of certainty. I would be stunned. Like, I don't even know if stunned is a strong enough word. I would be beyond shocked if they traded either one of those guys. It's not going to happen. Like, the Braves are trying to win, they're trying to accumulate talent. They're not, they're not trading those guys for prospects or whatever. Like, that's just counterintuitive to the whole plan. So, I, I would, 
honestly, if I'm a Braves fan, I wouldn't even consider those two things as real possibilities because I don't, I don't think they are. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to look at, uh, if you want something to compare to, I was looking back to this time last year. This was about the time the bogus, the Braves were interested in trading Ronald Acuna rumor uh, came out of off of MLB Network. And can you imagine what would have happened? had the Braves traded him after, and then him, he had the season that he had this year. I mean, it never made any sense at the time. But, you know, we're about a year removed from that. And, you know, it's not – it's certainly not Acuna now, but it's just somebody else. You know, I just think the reason I wanted to lead this segment with uh, the article, you know, showing that they've got the top – they're ranked number one in offseason roster is because I think we're – a lot of – a lot of people are basing those four games in in the postseason and and saying this this team's not real good. And they didn't look real good for those four teams. But you can't you can't just look at it that way. You have to look at the whole the whole body of work. And, you know, I still say this was the best team in baseball. You know, they didn't win the World Series. They didn't even win a play you know, they only won one playoff game. I still say they were better than the Texas Rangers. But they didn't win it, you know, and I mean, and that's just, you know, that's baseball. And, and, and people, I know people hate that. If you, you tell them that you give them that answer that it's just baseball, I know people just absolutely despise that answer. But it's not like football. It's not like basketball. It's different. And the more they expand these postseason, this is the type of thing you're going to get. I don't, you know, I'm not saying we need to, uh, you know, we need to make excuses for them. They need to go out and make moves. You know, they need to, they need to, you know, they might need two starting pitchers in that, um, you know, in that rotation and, and they need a left fielder. I mean, you and I have pointed that out, but I just think people are forgetting just, just how good this core is because you get spoiled. And, you know, I think, you know, the last two regular seasons have kind of spoiled, you know, spoiled everybody. I mean, you know, you was talking about them, uh, trading about 20 wins, you know, to be like the Diamondbacks. If they lose two games on Twitter, it's like the world's ended. <laughs> you yeah. know, a two a two game losing streak and I mean it's like, you know, fire everybody, trade, you know, it will re, it's time to rebuild. So nobody's ready for that, you know, as far as that goes. So uh but I think it's just interesting it's this time of the year and I mean I thought it's just real absurd this this idea that they're going to trade part of this core that they've worked so hard to lock up you know, because they need a pitcher and yeah, I mean, you're just not, they're just not, it's just not going to happen. They're going to go, they're going to pursue pitching this off season, uh, but they're not going to use their core to get it. I don't think. Always be, always be aware of the fact that it's a slow time of year for baseball and people have to fill articles. They have to fill TV segments. And when, you know, Baseball's offseason is not like anybody else's, you know, uh, when free agency kicks off in baseball, it kicks off to a resounding dud, like nothing happens for usually a few days and maybe longer. And with half the league sick, you know, like you said, with the everybody getting sick at the GM meetings, it might be even longer. And so when that happens, there's nothing to talk about. And that's where you get TV segments where some you know, some doofus says the Braves need to trade Ronald Acuna Jr. Or somebody comes out with a just asinine article that says the Braves need to trade Michael Harris for pitching. Like, just always be aware when it's this time of year and there's nothing to talk about. Content that's just out there to get you to engage. It's not out there to actually inform. It's not out there to be uh, substantive. It's out there to be clickbait. And it's out there to be view bait. And 
I hate it. And it's my favorite thing about riding for battery power now, but my favorite thing about being on this site is that we do not pedal in nonsense. We do not, we, we don't print that stuff. We don't, you know, we're not clickbaity. We don't, we, we do not pedal in nonsense and we, we you know, we have a very um, high bar for what goes on our site. And I wish other places had a similar bar. And I, you know, there's some, there are some people that get paid a lot of money to cover the sport. And quite honestly, they embarrass themselves uh, frequently with the content that they put out under their name. And same thing with MLB network and some of the stuff they run. It's embarrassing at times, quite honestly. And so, you know, um, just be aware as a baseball fan, this time of year when there's not a lot to talk about and people just make stuff up just for views and just for clicks and just, you know, be aware. Well, um, I think that's that's the end of our list. Uh, anything else you want to uh, hit before we get out of here? Well, the, the last thing I'll say about the team is I do think there's, and I've been thinking about this, I do think there's a chance the team is going to take a step back on offense. And I say that because I do think everything went really well last year. Every guy they had on the team either had a good year or, you know, their, the best year of their career. And that's that doesn't usually happen. Usually there's a couple of guys that have down years. And so... You know, while the offense was record-setting last year, I do think it's there's there is at least a decent chance that even with the same collection of guys, it's going to take a little bit of a step back. So the pitching side is more important than it was than it was last year, where the Braves honestly got through last year with smoke and mirrors for you know the rotation with with Max and Kyle being out for as long as they were. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that as much this year. Where I you know I just don't see the the offense having the same you know, all nine guys having great years that, that, you know, that doesn't happen every year. So I do think the pitching side, is going to be more important. I do think they need to shore that up. Um, adding, you know, getting Morton back at a decent rate, I think was good. It's a good start, but it can't be the only move they've got to, I think they've got to continue to add. And, you know, that's what I'm going to be looking for this off season. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a good point. And that's, you know, that's something, uh, you know, I got a pretty good discussion when they brought Morton back, there was a lot of people, a lot of pushback for that. And I'm like, you know, if this is the only pitching move that they make, then absolutely, you know, we all, you know, you, you need, that needs to be called out. Uh, but it's November 9th, you know, there's no reason, there's no reason for us to think that that's the only pitching move that they're going to make. If it turns out to be, then we'll address that when, you know, when the time comes. But I mean, as of right now, they're saying all the right things, you know, I mean, the payroll's going up. I think they know it has to go up if they're going to field a world series contender, or even a division contender. You know, I don't think they can roll into this ro- You know, you and I've talked about it. I mean, you know, there's some injury risk in this rotation, even, you know, in the top three guys that are, you know, are pretty good. There's question marks for Bryce Elder. Um, you know, you've got, when you start trying to, you know, they, they run a lot of guys into that fifth spot, but none of them, none of them just seized it and took it. You know, that's the, that's the thing. You've got a lot of options, but you know, how many really good options do you have? You know, you hope some of those guys, uh, develop into that. So, um, you know, I think they're going to add another pitcher, at least one more. I think they'll probably do something that surprises us. I don't know that it'll be as, as big a surprise as what, uh, last year with trading for Sean Murphy was, but I do think they'll they'll probably do something that we're none of us are really expecting. So, you know, I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, the bad thing about baseball off season is it's there's not instant gratification. You know, it's it's few and far between, and uh, you know sometimes it's kind of 
boring when your team's not doing nothing and some of the other teams are. And we haven't even got to that point of the offseason yet. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a, a marathon much more than a sprint. So uh, but I'm looking forward to it and it's going to be fun, you know, being here on the pod uh, to discuss it. Uh, not probably not every week, but most weeks. So, you know, we'll see. We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is this. I follow I follow beat writers for every team in baseball and every team in baseball has been doing these exit interviews. Every, you know, every team has, has had their GM in front of a, a microphone talking about the off season. And I promise you at least 80% of the teams in baseball, one of the, either the first or second thing they've talked about acquiring this off season is starting pitching. Every team in baseball is looking for it. And a lot of teams are looking for multiple starters. If you look at like the, the Cardinals and the Mets and maybe the Yankees. So, and a lot of teams with a lot of deep pockets. So, you know, buckle up because it could get fascinating. And, you know, it's good that Alex likes to move early because it might take striking early to make sure you get your guy with so many teams looking for pitching. But it's going to be interesting. Like you said, it's going to be a fascinating offseason. They don't have a lot to do, but the things they need to do are, are very important. So, um, but yeah, like you said, we'll be here on the pod. Maybe not every week, but, you know, semi-regularly. Obviously, Scott and, uh, uh, Scott and Brad will have their main show Again, not every week, but semi-regularly. Sean will be you know, in and out uh, all off-season. So make sure you check out the site, check out the podcast network, and we appreciate you guys as always.